0: Hi everyone, welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. Joining us today is Steve Allen, recently retired CEO of Nationwide Children's Hospital. With the amount of change he's seen at this organization since his start in 2006, Steve is bound to have some interesting thoughts on growth in a number of aspects, including technology, staff numbers and building facilities, and even on leadership within the C-suite. We were lucky enough to have Steve at our assembly as keynote speaker after his 13 years at Nationwide Children's. Thank you so much for being here, Steve.
1: It's my pleasure, Kara.
0: So you were the CEO of Nationwide Children's Hospital since 2006, and you saw a lot of change and growth during your time there, whether it was staff numbers growing, physical building facilities growing, and then, of course, technologies that I'm sure 13 years ago you wouldn't have even imagined were possible. So how was that, seeing that much change? And were you a little apprehensive at first? How was that?
1: So I think that uh, I had inherited a reasonable strategic plan that I felt would with some beefing up would help us get to where the institution needed to go to achieve its mission and objectives. And I think, you know, you just take it, you you put out a five-year plan and then you take it one day at a time to see what needs to happen. And I would say that we made some really good guesses in the strategic plan about where the industry was going. And then of course, we just had a lot of breaks go our way. So people say the more you practice, the luckier you get. But with all that, still, we just were able to enjoy a, a great run there.
0: Great. So, at this assembly, we talked quite a bit about social determinants in healthcare, and nationwide played a huge role in, in social factors and growing communities, especially creating programs, for example, healthy neighborhoods, healthy families. So, can you comment a little bit about this and why this element is so important in the healthcare landscape?
1: Well, at a very practical standpoint, when I got to Nationwide Children's, the number one concern among the staff was security. And when I talked to the people in the neighborhood, the ones that surrounded the, the hospital, their number one concern was security as well. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, it seemed to me that the hospital was going to thrive, but it wouldn't be fulfilling the spirit of our mission if the neighborhood around us didn't thrive as well. Mm-hmm. So besides making a better place for not only our staff, but our patients and families to come to, it was important to make it a better place for the people who live there to grow up as well. And again, because we advocate on behalf of all the children in our community, we know that the environment that children grow up in has a big impact on their ability to achieve their full potential.
0: So I want to I want to shift to the data aspect for a minute. Um, we have a lot of data, obviously. And so <laughs> what do care providers do with it? Or, or rather, what should they be doing with it? And I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of best practices as well as, you know, how do you even keep up with it? <laughs>
1: Right. So I don't think, as, as as a number of your speakers have pointed out uh, during the session so far, the challenge isn't enough data, is how is it that you turn that data into information? What we do, and we try to have some discipline around it, is we say, well, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? And then what is the information that we need in order to help us make that happen? Because if one just goes on a de- data dredging exercise, you can just produce reams of data and be very unproductive with you and your people's time.
0: And then with AI and machine learning still at the forefront of the conversation, obviously the patient experience is, is really transforming because of this. So I'm curious how you think this has changed um, the role of the C-suite in healthcare.
1: So uh, to me, there's enormous amount of promise in AI and machine learning uh, going forward to transform so much of our business, not just from the back office, which we've heard a number of people talk about, which is really exciting, but also to transform the patient and family experience. I believe that healthcare has been a little slow in picking up on some of that. Uh, We're behind some of the other industries about how they've utilized that. But I see that, I mean, the most uh, dramatic impact I believe it'll have is on people's uh, experience accessing our institutions. It is still way too onerous for people to get access to us, no matter how nice our frontline people are and things like that. But I believe that um, AI machine learning will enable us to be able to overcome some of the technical challenges that has prevented us from making this a better experience.
0: Is there one specific thing or one specific project that you're most proud of from your time at at Nationwide?
1: I mean, there's a number of things. I really enjoyed the whole experience of working with 14,000 people who just lived the mission of the place every single day. I would say I'm proud of our ability to take gene therapy to uh, FDA approval, to create a real cure for disease. Uh, I'm also proud of the uh, enormous investment that we've made in children, and adolescent behavioral health. It's something that so many in our industry has uh, shied away from because of a number of very reasonable uh, reasons but we have changed the national dialogue with that. And I'm also proud of the Health Neighborhoods, Healthy Families. I believe that it is the obligation of elite American academic healthcare institutions to go outside their four walls and to be a force for good in improving the lives of the disadvantaged in our communities.
0: So you delivered your dinner keynote last night to our attendees on transformational leadership in today's environment. So what were you hoping to instill upon these C-suite executives as they sat and listened
1: to you? Well, I think that I have a relatively atypical uh, trajectory to becoming a a CEO. Um, And and I'm not one who had aspired to a C-suite role for most of my uh, career. So I think one is that there's a number of ways that one can get to these things, and what I try to instill to people who think about doing things like this is that if you always lead with the values of the institution, there's just so much that you can accomplish beyond what your own expectations are, and as long as you exhibit those behaviors that are true to the values of the institution, things are going to go very well.
0: I think that came across. <laughs> so we we're so thrilled that you were able to join us. Um, you've been around a, a little bit at our assembly, bopping in and out of sessions. And so I, I'm curious what you think um, are some of the benefits that you have found of attending a, a smaller, more more intimate program like ours at the Millennium Alliance.
1: Well, I think at uh, meetings such as this with the size, it m- seems to be much easier just to strike up conversations with people whom you I otherwise wouldn't have interacted with. And, you know, I've met a number of people who I'm very impressed with the stuff that they do. I think the other thing is that you have the chance to interact with uh, vendors who, there's just so many out there, it's often hard to winnow through those to see which ones. And to have them present at these sessions and talk about how it is that they produce solutions, I find intriguing and stimulating.
0: Well, thank you again so much for joining us and hope to see you soon.
1: All right. Thank you, Kara.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation.